It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. All right, so they have decided to create, without asking anyone, without asking for funding from the federal government or the Congress, a disinformation bureau. We have a disinformation bureau created by the Homeland Security Department. Now, you may recall while Barack Obama was the president of the United States, the Homeland Security Department bought hundreds of millions of dollars worth of ammunition. Do you recall that? Do you remember that happening while Barack Obama was the president of the United States? Right now, we have essentially what is uh, the, the second most armed arm of the federal government other than the military. That is the DHS, and they have decided to become the enforcement wing of the Disinformation Governance Board, the DGB, which sounds a whole lot like the KGB. And you know the amazing thing about this? You may think that sounds like a conspiracy theory, but that would be the exact opposite of a conspiracy theory because it's 100% absolutely true. They have created a department called the Disinformation Governance Board. Now, I watched the news last night, and I watched Newsmax personalities, and I watched some Fox News last night, and everybody said this is absolutely entirely unacceptable. I agree. This is entirely unacceptable. But I'm also going to say that this move that this move was essentially an act of war against the American people and our First Amendment rights to express ourselves. Now, I am not talking about a violent uprising. I would never certainly encourage violence. But I will tell you, those words are fighting words. The fact that a disinformation bureau has been created by the United States of America is wholly unacceptable, must be defunded, must be shut down right now. This woman that they put in charge of this bloody organization must be fired summarily. She's already been uncovered as a total leftist tool, and she has been given the keys, and she is the essentially Joe Biden's Joseph Goebbels. And yes, I use those words very deliberately. I don't just throw these things out. And I want to ask you this question. And I want you to think about this for a moment. We live in the United States of America. We have prided ourselves on being a city on a hill. We have prided ourselves on being diverse, a melting pot. I'm sick and bloody tired of being told. And by the way, I'm using the word bloody instead of the F-bomb. In case you wonder why I've, I'm using the word bloody, okay? Just wanted you to know, because I'm that worked up about this. We have always been the great American melting pot. We have always welcomed people from around the world. Of course, we have had differences of opinion. But I will tell you what, all of the people in Chinatown, all the people in the Italian neighborhoods and all the, neighbor, all the German uh, neighborhoods, they all picked up arms and fought against Adolf Hitler. And I want to know when the hell, when the hell have I been told I can't have an opinion? When the hell have you been told you can't have an opinion? When did it become okay to say you can't have an opinion? I'm not talking about an argument over truth and, uh, and false and there are some things, and I mentioned yesterday, there are some things that are, are legitimately true. There are some things that are legitimately false. If, for instance, I said, uh, if I said that the colors of the light spectrum are red, green, blue, indigo, and violet, 
that would be absolutely right. That would be true. That is a truth. It is absolutely true. We have used crystals. We have used the, the atmosphere as a fine example of that. And it divides the white light that is from the sun into the spectrum of colors. If I said that the spectrum of colors was black, green, purple, and, and orange, that would be wrong. If I said that I thought there was a great deal of chicanery in the 2020 election, and I believe that the election may have been thrown in the favor of Joe Biden, that is an opinion based on evidence that I have found. And it should be perfectly fine for me to say that. It is no one's business to shut down my ability to say that on social media, to say that in public. There is no reason why people should be calling for someone to be fired for expressing their opinion. There are some instances, say, for instance, if somebody says your opinion is I want to kill all black people, yeah, you should be fired. I was having a conversation with someone who I I respect greatly yesterday. And this person said to me, man, your show is just great. And I think the reason why people are listening to it is because, you know, it's, it's incendiary. And I said, no, <laughs> I'm not incendiary. Incendiary is the opposite of what I am. I am here to tell the truth. I have never been here for any other reason. I'm here to entertain you, inform you, maybe motivate you, but I'm here to tell you the truth. And if telling the truth, if saying that Hillary Clinton had a private server that was illegal and she destroyed all of the evidence on the private server and all of her staffers' smart devices, that would be factual. It would also be an opinion, and it is protected by the First Amendment. One thing that you may have noticed, there has been a wave of things that conservative media cannot talk about, that Fox News abandoned wholly, that many other outlets abandoned wholly for fear of some sort of retribution for the government or perhaps some sort of legal suit, billion-dollar lawsuit, that would not be based on fact. Where was the billion-dollar lawsuit that stopped Ralph Nader from making unsafe at any speed in the 1960s? That exposed General Motors, among other American car companies, for the incredibly dangerous products that they were making. Billion-dollar lawsuit would have shut up Ralph Nader. What about, okay, everybody's favorite leftist, Michael Moore. What about uh, Roger and me? That was an attack on General Motors and its president. And the destruction that General Motors caused in Flint, Michigan. Although, I mean, Flint, Michigan, dear God, what could you do to destroy it? It sucked all. Sorry if you live in Flint, but dear God. Uh, What about that uh, stupid movie by uh, Morgan Spurlock? By the way, completely, completely false. It was his opinion. He, uh, He went to McDonald's every day and he gained a bunch of weight and his cholesterol went up because he ate at McDonald's every day. Well, no kidding. Billion dollar lawsuit. Did McDonald's shut him down? Billion dollar lawsuit. And then you put this on top of the government, and you put this on top of social media, and the government and social media calling what you say, what your opinion is, information or disinformation, that you can't have an opinion? You can't have an opinion? Are you out of your nut? From this day forward, if anyone tells you you can't talk about something, you tell them to go straight to hell. 
Now, I had, I had uh, somebody talk to me the other day. He, he's a conspiracy theorist, lives up the street from me, says that me and my wife are making our own ivermectin. Did I tell him to shut up? No. I said, you know, listen, I got to go. Got to go make dinner. Have a glorious day. See you later. I've got a list of the things you cannot say in this country, or at least in the last couple of years, you have not been able to express yourself in a country that has the First Amendment. And the theme of this show is, why in the hell can some people in this country have an opinion while others cannot? And when did opinion become disinformation? But it is remarkable, and I think there is a reason for it, and I think the SH is going to hit the fan like never before with regard to the true artists of misinformation and disinformation, the Marxists and the communists and the socialists that live in Washington, D.C., run the government, run social media, and run the mainstream media. Conservative uh, journalism has been crushed by the social media platforms, but look how uh, wonderfully it has blossomed on other platforms like um, Revolver News and Daily Wire and Daily Caller and, uh, hell, even the Babylon Bee. Uh, and that's not really journalism, it's satire, but it's under attack, and, and any good satire has a, gain, a grain of truth. So I guess you could call it, to some degree, uh, journalism. But it, it is remarkable, and you've got filmmakers and authors like Dinesh D'Souza who are amazing individuals who did not come from the United States. They are expats, they are American citizens, and, uh, and he has a love for this country and what it stands for, and he did this movie, 2,000 Mules, because by God in heaven, we cannot have our national elections or any election stolen. And I got to tell you that I, I believe that stealing a vote is tantamount to one of the worst crimes you could possibly commit, and I would liken it even to murder. Do you know why I would liken it to murder to some degree? Because you are silencing a voice and you are taking a right from another individual by taking their vote. A lot of people have died throughout human history so that others could be represented with a vote. It's a really, really big deal. And it's something worth fighting for. And uh, I'm ready to do that. And I think America's ready to do that. And I think... I think we, uh, the last couple of weeks have been really epic with regard to a turn toward truth and patriotism and a turn against censorship and Marxism in so many ways. Matt Gates confronted uh, Department of uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas during a hearing yesterday about the 1.2 million illegals uh, living freely in America who have received final orders of uh, deportation. We also know, by the way, that a federal judge has upheld this Title 42, and it looks like it's going to be around for another year. Joe Biden, uh, I had read yesterday, had essentially thrown in the towel, but don't think they won't come up with something else. Don't think that uh, the United States government, as it did with Barack Obama, is not actively propagandizing below the southern border. Don't think that uh, government money and individual money from people like George Soros is not being spent to recruit tens of thousands or millions of people in third world countries to come and cross the border. That is happening. That is happening. And if they need to, they will get those people across the border, ignoring the uh, Title 42 restriction. They will.
here is uh, Matt Gates uh, talking about, uh, well, and this is interesting, <clears throat> because a lot of criminals have come across, and uh, the secretary has no clue where they are. That's why you issued the September 30th guidance that says, well, you know, if you haven't committed a crime and you just came to our country illegally, we're not going to remove you. Isn't that your position? Uh, no, it isn't, Congressman. Not at all. Well, then then, then you, what you is your plan to remove the $1.2 million? Let me, if, if I may. As a, do you have one? As, yes, yes, we do. If, if I may, sure. Congressman. Find them and deport them. As a former prosecutor, let me ask you a question. If one has a finite uh, amount of resources and one has a finite number of... Oh, he's blaming it on the fact that he, he says they don't get enough money. I guess that's it. You don't have enough freaking resources or money. Oh, this is interesting. Just real quick. I, I had looked this up. It was kind of interesting uh, because back in the Obama administration, I remember this happening. And, uh, and I went, what? why is this happening? This happened in 2013. 1.6 billion rounds of ammunition was purchased for the Department of Homeland Security. 1.6 billion rounds of ammunition was spent for the Department of Homeland Security. Remember when that story was kind of a big deal? Remember that? Oh, and then, then also, they, they bought uh, uh, thousands of guns and uh, mine-resistant armored vehicles. This is all back in 2013. Remember that? You remember people went, why would they need billions of rounds of ammunition? Huh. And then we find out yesterday they've created a Department of Disinformation. And they are uh, some of the most well-armed branch of the government other than the military. Kind of strange. Here is Matt Gates talking about the stuff that uh, Mayorkas and the DHS have been focusing on, like pronouns. Do you think that it just might be the case that one reason that we will encounter the highest number of illegal immigrations in our nation's history this month and next month because everybody knows that even if they come here, even if they go through the policy kids removal procedures, even if a judge issues a final order, you still think there might be more due process and you have no plan to remove them. And then when I ask you what the plan is, you say, oh, well, resources, I got to make finite decisions. I go back to my first. You're so full of crap. Yeah, honestly, any federal office right now is so bloated, bloody bloated with our tax money. It's not even funny. Question. How many ICE agents to remove the 1.2 million? Um, Congressman, I'd be pleased to provide you with a resourcing uh, data subsequent to this hearing, if I may. And I think it's I telling speak. that you, I, I think it's if, telling that you got plans for pronouns and you got plans for misinformation. But when it comes to the plan to remove the people that have had due process, you don't have one at all. Fire, impeach, imprison. Everyone knows that you have more people coming in than ever, and you're removing fewer people than ever, and it's because you have no plan and because it's on purpose. See, I don't buy the theory that you don't know how to do this. I think you're actually a highly competent dude. He was hired because this is what they want him to, wanted him to do. But the reality is you, your plan is to bring these people yeah. in and to send the message yeah. to the smugglers and the criminals that they will never have to leave. That's why your workforce turns their back on you. And you have tools that you could use to deport these people. You have facial recognition. You have flights going all over the country. Dropping. And Donald Trump did uh, what we were supposed to do with the border. He did it. It worked. It's not a mystery. People off. And I think we ought to use the best tools in the country to find these foods, round them up like they're at the Capitol on January 6th, and deport every last person. Uh, amen, Mr. Gates. Let's go to uh, Michelle in lovely Westminster. Hello there, Michelle. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? 
Well, one of the things that we need to remember is it is our responsibility to be informed and educated citizens of this wonderful country of ours. And if you know what your rights are and what the government's rights aren't, you can beat them at their own game. I had the health department come into my my indoor sports center last year. And they had an anonymous call that somebody was running around without a mask, and that somebody would have been me. So I came in, and she's standing there. I can't believe you're here. And I said, well, now understand, I've dealt with these women who are in the health department for 34 years as a building permit expediter. That's my day job. And I know what their limitations are. They they have jurisdiction over my kitchen. That's it. Nothing more. Yeah. So she came in here with her clipboard, everything like that. She says, we had uh, an anonymous complaint. I said, well, I have the right to face my accuser. Well, if you're going to be difficult, I'm going to call the state police. I said, well, the sheriff is the primary law enforcement in Carroll County. I said, would you like to speak to him? I have him on speed dial. Wow. And, she, <laughs> and she, I said, first of all, Lisa, where is your warrant? I said, because if you don't have a warrant, you don't have the right to be here. The sheriff can't walk in here without one. Neither can you. I said, so no warrant. I have the right to face my accuser, and the sheriff is the primary law enforcement. Then she started fussing at one of the uh, coaches on the basketball court. He was my pole vaulting coach. I said, darling, I said, everyone in here has the right to feel safe and secure in their person without illegal searches and seizures. You have violated too many of our civil and constitutional rights. You need to leave or I will physically remove you. She thought she moaned. She thought she moaned. But she eventually left. And the sheriff said, if she comes back, I'll remove her for you. (laughs) I love it. What you are allowed to do by law and by your constitutional rights, you beat them at their own game. I love it. Great story, Michelle. And I, I wish you the very best. Have you guys signed up for Stamps.com yet? Well, time is money, and you don't want to waste uh, time or money with repeated trips to the post office. Stamps.com, you could skip the trip, focus on how to take your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right now from your computer, saves you money on the process. So you spend less time at the post office and more time making uh, your customers happy. Stamps.com gives you access to all post office and UPS shipping services you might need from your computer and get discounts you won't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off of uh, USPS rates and 76% off of UPS. All you need is a computer, standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. Stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code NEWSMAX at Stamps.com for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSMAX for Stamps.com. I think we need to hear our uh, Space Idiocy song, which features Kamala Harris speaking to a group of the new Space Force, talking to them like they're little children. But if she were really a Democrat, if they were little children, she'd be talking about sex and their sexuality, but not in this case. Ground control to Major Tom. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations. And it forces us to ask big questions yeah space it affects us all it's not a question and it connects us all 
ground control. So space separates us. I think everyone here recognizes how extraordinary yeah. space is. Safe space. Really. Whether it is satellites that orbit the Earth. Space between your ears. Humans sorry. that land on the moon. Yes. Or telescopes that peer into the furthest reaches of the universe. Yes. Space is exciting. It spurs our imagination. Nation, nation, nation. This is Great. Oh man. I gotta tell you, like my, my producer Ken put that together. That is the exclamation point on the bit right there at the very end. It's, it's called Hitting the Post. And he, look, hold on, I gotta hear that one minute. This is Hitting the Post. Space is exciting. It spurs our imagination. Nation, nation, nation. This is control to major talk. It's spectacular. You really made the grave. There you go. One of my favorite guests joins us on the Newsmax hotline right now. Uh, KT McFarland is a former Trump deputy national security advisor, the author of Revolution, Trump, Washington, and We the People, board member of the American Conservative Union, and uh, just an awesome person. KT McFarland, welcome to the show. How are you today? Well, it's great to be with you. I got to tell you, the, the biggest story of the day to me, and I was watching last night with regard to Alejandro Mayorka saying that the government had created a disinformation governance board. I would like to know your thoughts on a disinformation governance board. What do you think about that? It's called censorship. Yes. They're censoring anybody who disagrees with their version and their narrative of events, and that includes their co- cooperating with, with social media big tech. So, for example, I'm a board member of CPAC. Every year, the American conservatives get together at the annual conference. There are hundreds of speakers, senators, congressmen, experts in areas, presidential contenders, and we have a four-day conference. People come from all over the country. It's the largest media event after after the Super Bowl every year. And so what did the, what did YouTube and Google do? They took us down. Yeah. So what that this is all part of the same thing. It's the unholy trinity between big tech, I mean social media big tech, mm-hmm. Democrats, and the bureaucracy. And so they're they're using the bureaucracy to silence and censor anybody who disagrees with the Democrats. I can't think of a worse time to announce this than the week that Elon Musk uh, says that he is going to buy Twitter. Uh, a, because um, th- this apparently has been in the uh, in the offing for a while. I guess, you know, it kind of gives you a, a, a feeling that they are reacting to Elon Musk when, in fact, it looks like they've been, they've been coming up with this for some uh, time. What do you think? says these people were very smart or competent. <laughs> if they were smart or competent, they wouldn't have had the shambolic withdrawal from Afghanistan. Yes. They wouldn't have put the American economy in inflation. They wouldn't have stood by and while the Russians very clearly set up to invade um, to invade Ukraine. They, they would not stand in the way of the production of American oil and natural gas. There are a whole lot of things. I mean, the, the sort of dumbest thing of all of what they're doing is by Mayorkas having basically an open border because yeah. they think that if they're going to get people from Central and Latin America, they're going to rush across the border 
they're going to be granted citizenship. So all of a sudden, there'll be several million new voters. They all think that the new voters are going to vote for them. But have they looked at the, at the statistics of where Hispanics are been, have been voting in the last two elections? Fifty percent of Hispanics vote for Republicans. So, again, these people aren't that smart. They think they're tricky, but they're actually very incompetent. Now, you've got a uh, a tweet uh, this morning that I thought was pretty interesting because I brought this up, um, I think it was yesterday, the day before, with regard to Elon Musk. And and I've always kind of thought about what would happen if the country divided down the middle if if part of it went left, part of it went right. Um, And I predicted that the left part of the uh, political equation would collapse within a year and be streaming across the border. Uh, and, and we're seeing that. Honestly, we're seeing that already in states like California. We're seeing that in places like New York, uh, going to free states like Florida and uh, Texas. And you quoted, you said that we're in a bad place. Half the country distrust, distrust even hates the other half. Half think Trump stole the 2016 election. The other half thinks Biden stole the 2020 election. To, to both halves of America, two wrongs do not make a right. We cannot go on like this if democracy is to survive. Now, I likened Elon Musk buying Twitter to being uh, the conservative side of the equation and those who are um, uh, abandoning the uh, the Twitter platform for another platform because they can't handle, you know, being exposed to a conservative viewpoint uh, to kind of the division of the country. And I also predict that if uh, leftists stream to another service, it will be like Air America uh, and it will collapse. What do you see as the future of the country? Do you, A, do you think the, the metaphor was, was reasonable? And B, do you ever see us coming together or, or what what's the future hold to you? I think that, so, I mean, you know a little bit of my story, Rob. We've been friends mm-hmm. for years. Um, I work in the Trump administration. I got targeted by the Mueller investigation yes. and had to defend myself against crimes that I didn't commit. We now know that they made the whole thing up. Um, but in any event, it was the end of my government career. Yes. And I left the country and went to the remotest part of Scotland. I mean, we my husband and I, after the Mueller investigation, tried to pressure me into either accusing Donald Trump of crimes he didn't commit or myself admitting to crimes I didn't commit. When I told him I just I wouldn't break, they left me alone. And so I left the country and I spent months sort of thinking about what was happening to America. What is this country I love? Why are we tearing ourselves apart? Has it ever been this bad in American history? And I realized, hey, wait a minute. It has been this bad. And what America does, and in fact, it is the source of American greatness, is that every 40 years or so, we reinvent ourselves. And why do we reinvent ourselves? Well, we know we do it as individuals, but I think we also do it as a nation. And it's because power, anybody who's in power, they just want to stay in power. And they'll do anything to stay in power. And yet the people that they're purporting to govern, they're not having their needs met or their they're, they're not being well-governed. And so every 40 years or so, the, the disconnect between the people mm-hmm. and the government gets so big mm-hmm. that the people have a political revolution. And we did it in 1776 against the British. We did it in the Jacksonian democracy revolution in the 1830s. We did it after the Civil War. We did it with the Industrial Revolution in 1900. We did it again after the Great Depression. We did it again with Reagan. And I think we're going through that period now. And while we go through these periods, and it's not one election, it can take almost a decade to happen, but it's when the American people reassert their populist rights to have the government they want. And I think that that's where we are now, and what we will see in the next election, in in the congressional elections, 
this coming fall, and then I think in the presidential election, is that people will say, we've had enough. You know, we don't like the woke stuff. We don't like the hate America stuff. We don't like the inflation. We don't like the way we've been governed. We don't like the open borders. And then I think the American people just chuck out the ruling class and put in new leaders and take the country in a different direction. And as every time we have done this, every time, every 40 years of the last since, it, since our founding, we end up coming together after we've been tearing each other apart. So I'm actually quite optimistic about the future. Well, I will tell you that I do believe that uh, many of these um, these uh, uh, things that are on a plate now with regard to CRT and gender radicalism in schools is, are bringing liberals and conservatives together. Not the left, by the way. We're never going to get the left back into the fold. It's not going to happen. But many of these these uh, policies are offensive to both liberals and conservatives. So I will give you that. And, and that's I'm glad you said that, KT, because that's the number one question I get asked by people now. But they'll say, are we going to get out of this? Are we going to make it out of this? Is the country going to make it out of this? And I keep saying, yes, of course. Of course. And I say, because we're winning. And there are ways that are showing that we're winning. And, and they're incremental. The, the CNN Plus, the launching of CNN Plus is kind of slightly metaphorical because uh, they floated uh, that. It lasted 23 days. Uh, you know, you've got the, uh, the purchase of uh, Twitter by Elon Musk, which presumably, if, if all of our dreams come true, that Elon Musk will actually allow freedom of speech on Twitter. And obviously, you know, uh, rejection of Joe Biden's fiscal policies, uh, rejection of Joe Biden's border policies. Those, to me, all point to we're going to be okay. But right now, there's a good deal of angst. And you probably see that as well, KT. But I'm, sure, I'm glad you the, the tide has started turning. I believe that. Absolutely, it started turning. You know, even the, the cities that defunded the police a year ago, yes, they're now yes. electing Republicans. They're now rehiring all those policemen they tried to fire. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's the Loudoun County, Virginia mom who said, I've had enough of this craziness for my children. I want to be able to have my children be educated in a way that loves the country and reflects our values. At which point, you know, the Democrats in Washington said, oh, no, no, you have no right to to weigh in on how we educate your children. They're ours. I mean, even President Biden said in in the last press conference, he said, you know, once they get into the schools, they're ours. We'll tell them what they should We'll, we'll decide what they should learn. Well, our country's had enough of that stuff. Let me ask you this, because you're an expert on forest policy, and I, it's, I don't want to give this short shrift, because obviously what's going on in Ukraine is a big deal. But I want to I posit this to you, because A, Ukraine is the third most corrupt country in the world, and I believe that the Biden family could be the most corrupt family in presidential history. When you hear Joe Biden throwing billions of dollars at the conflict in Ukraine, how do we know that all of that money is going to arm Ukrainians and and some of it is actually going to uh, uh, result in maybe political payback of some way, shape or form? And I'm not trying to be I'm trying to be pragmatic. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I kind of want to know what you think. Well, I do think they're the most corrupt. He's the most corrupt president in American history. And the crime family that's his syndicate, whether they were getting bribes, they were being bribed by the Ukrainians, or more importantly, by the Chinese. That was where the real bribe money was coming for the Bidens. Yes. Yes. What's happening now to the stuff that we're sending them, either the military equipment or the aid? You know, I think it's probably getting to the Ukrainian people. What will happen is after the fighting stops, and I do think that either it will be an extended frozen conflict, or there will actually be a pause in the fighting. 
and everybody will go back to regroup. The Russians will go to rebuild their military, thinking they're going to come back in a year or two and take over all of Ukraine. But the Ukrainians are going to have a unique opportunity, and I hope they rise to the occasion because they have been the most corrupt, one of the most corrupt countries in the world. They've shown enormous courage and heroism now, but can they, once the guns stop, Will they be able to fix their corruption? Because the whole world is standing by to invest in Ukraine and have economic ties and even security ties with Ukraine. Nobody's standing around waiting to have that opportunity with the Russians. One more point I'd like to make, just a personal privilege, and I think that I've made very clear to you that I really like the sound of your voice. Uh, If uh, someone were to offer you a financial sum to be a GPS voice, would you consider it? Because I would love to have you as my GPS voice. I think it would be... You uh, want me to be bossing you around and telling you where you should go every minute of your life? Well, hell yeah. Ideal position. Hell yeah. You know what? I'd rather have your voice instead of Alexa. I get to say, good morning, KT. What's the weather look like today? And hear you say, well, it's going to be nice and sunny today, Rob. Have a great day. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm ready to face the day. (laughs) Rob, all I can say is I, I have five now grown children. And for years, they I would say all sorts of stuff. And they never listened to a thing I had to say. So if I could have an opportunity to talk to them now when they couldn't turn me off, it would be just a gift from heaven. (laughs) All right, very good. KT, have a glorious week. Are you on Truth Social yet? No, I haven't figured out how to do it, but I'm going to be on there by Monday. The idea that Elon Musk is going to own Twitter and Donald Trump is going to have Truth Social. This is like a renaissance for free speech. I know it is. It's fantastic. All right. Have a, uh, a great week, KT. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate your expertise, and, and uh, thank you very much. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.